Hey you guys, welcome to the 13th episode of Intuitively Unapologetic. My name is Mikkel. You can listen to the podcast on Apple and Spotify and other streaming services. And you can also follow the podcast on Intuitively Unapologetic on Instagram. So you guys, before I get into anything, I just want to say Happy New Year's. Because when you be probably listening to this, it will be posted like on New Year's Eve. And so I just want to say Happy New Year's to everybody. These last couple of months of the year of this year really has like flown by quick. Because I'm just like, Christmas was last week. December is almost over. And it was just December 1st, like yesterday, okay? These last couple of months have been flying by but um christmas was last week which is why i didn't have an episode or anything i was really i really traveled for christmas um and i think i mentioned that on the last episode but i did travel for christmas so for christmas i really just went to my parents house seen some of my family you know gave out my gifts received gifts um and we didn't do anything big and we never really do on christmas um, as far as like gatherings and stuff, I know some people like when it comes to Christmas and stuff, um, they have like a big dinner and stuff. They have like a Christmas dinner. We don't, we usually do that on Thanksgiving, but on Christmas, we still have like a dinner, but it's not as big. Like, I guess not considered big, but we had like just seafood and stuff. I made like a seafood bowl. It was so good. Let me tell y'all something. I'm like the queen of seafood bowls, okay? Because I eat a lot of seafood. Like, seafood is probably one of my favorite types of food. Like, I love seafood. And whenever I have, like, you know, extra money to splurge and stuff, I'm always making me, like, you know, boils and stuff. And so, over time, I feel like my boils have gotten good. And literally, when it comes to boils, like, people... They want me to make it and stuff. And so my family wanted me to make the bowl and I did. I also had um my godmother, she wanted me to make a bowl as well. But I was like, no. <laughs> I just honestly didn't want to do it because I just felt like they'll just be doing too much. Like, especially when you're on the holidays and stuff, you really just want to relax. So I was just like, mm, no. So I, I didn't end up doing it, but I did end up doing it for myself. Besides that, I um hung out with my adorable dogs, okay? Even though they don't live with me, they live back with my parents. They're still my dogs, okay? Um, I have a bossy poo. His name is Prince. And then I have a Yorkie. Um, his name is JR. And let me tell you, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but, like, my dogs be meeting up with me in my dreams. And... Like, before I was finna come up, before I was finna go to my house, like, my dog, JR, he was in my dream. And mind you, JR is, like, a very sickly dog because he's older in age. So, he has, like, currently he has, like, a lot of fluid around his heart. And so, he, like, coughs a lot. It's a, it's an actual word for it, but I'm not, I can't remember, like, I can't remember right now, but... Um, so he, he does a lot of sleeping and stuff. He, he really can't jump high. Like at one point his legs, he had like a brace on his legs. And so in the dream, he was just jumping high and loving on me. And they tend to do that. They tend to come in my dreams. Um, I know one time JR, like he was having an issue, uh, with his bladder and he was basically trying to get my attention in my dream because I guess like, I just, I don't know. It's just something about. Um, I'm just, 
even dogs know I'm understandable. And so, you know, we ba- he was basically talking in a dream. And I went back and told my parents, like, he cannot help himself, you know, using a bathroom. Because JR is, like, really potty trained and stuff. Like, really obedient. Like, a really good dog. And, you know, that the the whole bladder situation has made it to where, like, sometimes he really can't help himself. I'm just blessed to be able to communicate with <laughs> communicate with them still because I love my dogs. And it always hurts me when I have to leave because those are, my, like, my babies. And I know it may sound weird, but, yes, you guys, you can meet up with people that are still living. Um, even if they haven't passed away, you can still le- meet up with people and animals, okay? Because... The thing is, when we're sleeping, you know, our soul is actually roaming around. That's why a lot of the times, like, when you're actually sleeping in bed and then you, like, wake up and you have, like, this jerk moment, that's really, like, your soul, you know, coming back within. Um, Even though it, it never, like, detaches because it's still connected to you, but um, it's, like, you know, coming back with one, coming back with consciousness. So, yeah, just... Just to put that out there, you can meet up with people that aren't that hasn't passed either. But if anybody is doing anything more for the holidays, I know we have New Year's coming up. Like I said, uh, I just pray that everyone is safe, not just traveling in general. You want to make sure you're safe with that, but you know, safe with making sure you know you're being cautious of where you go and wearing your hand sanitizer after leaving places and wearing your mask when going into places and stuff because um, the uh, strike of this virus has kind of gone up a little bit. So just make sure you're protected. Speaking of traveling, y'all will not believe what happened to me, okay? Because y'all won't believe what happened to me. So I told you I had traveled back to my parents' house, which is like an hour and 45 minutes away from me. Um, I traveled back to the house. And before I left, I had to get one of my tires replaced. I've got air on my tires, one of my tires replaced, and I was good to go. Um, I went there last week, and then I came back. So this week, when did this happen? Uh, This happened Tuesday, I think. Y'all, Tuesday, I was finna go to work, and I was on the phone, okay, talking to my man. I was on the phone, and I was walking to my car, and I got in my car, and I just real. it was like this man, he had his window down, and he was next to me smoking like a cigarette or whatever, and he was looking at my car, but I was, I was really more occupied on the phone, and so I was like, okay, I was just thinking in my head, okay. Um, but anyway, I got in my car and I was backing out and then like he waved his hand and I just did a quick wave and then he blow his horn and he was still waving and I didn't know why he was doing that. So keep that in mind. And like, I, w- I wasn't trying to be rude, but it's just, you know, as a woman, like if you're a woman, you know how it is. Like when guys try to get your attention or you're used to like guys trying to get your attention, it's like you kind of be, I wouldn't say defensive, but you know, you be vigilant and you don't really give them too much attention. And so when he was doing all that, I was like, why is he waving at me? Um, and plus that was just an incident that happened. Um, like where I actually live with myself, like there was an incident with myself that happened 
And ever since then, I've been like, you know, very, very more vigilant than usual when it comes to men, um, especially where I live. And so I'm just like, what does he want? So I just kept driving and I'm on the phone talking. And then I hear like my car shaking and stuff. Mind you, I'm not car savvy. I'm not car savvy. I know how to check like if I got antifreeze in my car um, and stuff like that. But for the most part, I go somewhere to get everything done and looked at because I really don't be knowing nothing. And so my car was shaking and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And um, I wasn't going that fast. Didn't have to go on the highway or anything like that. Um, thank God, because where I work is literally like 10 minutes away from me. Um, and so I was just driving and all of a sudden I was like, I need to pull over because the shaking was getting so bad. And I'm like, this man just put a tire on me. Um, I wonder if like my tires are unbalanced or, you know, I don't know what's going on. Did he put the tire on wrong? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Didn't really get out because where I parked my car, like it was still like a busy street um, and stuff like that. I was talking about me. I was like, I got to go. And I basically had to call like roadside assistance. Mind you, this is around like it's getting dark because, you know, the time had went. The time had went. What, what did time do? The time went back. Yeah, the time had went back, so it gets darker quicker. And mind you, even if it wasn't dark, okay, I'm in Atlanta, and you don't want to be on the side of the road in Atlanta. I'm just saying. Not not saying I live in a spirit of fear or nothing like that. You just don't want to be on the side of the road because people, especially during the holidays, people are ruthless. So I wasn't necessarily scared, but I was keeping that in mind. And mind you, the wait time was an hour for the uh the man to come here but when I was waiting I was like it's really some nice people in this world because um this lady she came up beside me she was like are you okay and stuff like cars was blowing behind her mind you this is a busy street cars was blowing behind her you know basically like girl why are you stopping and I was like yeah I'm good I have roadside assistance there on the way and then this man he parked behind me and like he Came up to the car, was like, do you need some gas? I have a can of gas in my car. And I was like, no, um, you know, it has more so to do with my tire. And I have, like, roadside assistance on the way. And that really just, not saying, like, I was in a bad mood because of my tire, like, which I didn't know at the time, but my tire had went flat. Not the new one, but it was, like, a different one. Um, And so I was just, it just put me in a better mood. When people was, you know, stopping and helping or trying to at least help and be considerate of what was going on. Like, that really made me happy. Um, and so, come to find out, you guys, I had a flat tire. And then when I was thinking back on that man in the parking lot, I'm like, that man was trying to get my attention. That, that was a sign from the universe. Like, the universe and my spirit team, they probably put that man right there so he could let me know, like, hey, girl, your tire is flat. But me being on the phone and also trying to get to work, I really wasn't paying him on mine plus not knowing what his intentions were um like I said me being a woman and stuff not trying to sound like sexist or anything like that I just didn't know what's it what his intentions were especially after that incident that happened a couple months ago so I was really just trying to get on but 
y'all that happened and i was just glad that i was able to get to work safely get my get my spare tire on and then i actually ended up getting a new tire the next day but that was just a little incident and it just made me have more faith in the world because people are, are nice and honestly i can say whenever i've been broke down i only been broke down twice in my life like on the side of the road but i remember the first time i was broke down like i feel like my ancestors and my spirit team they basically because where i had went to school at this was during college it wasn't the best neighborhood i'll say that wasn't like the school wasn't in the best neighborhood and so where my car broke down at it wasn't in the best part either um and there in this couple they just sat with me literally the whole time until i got help um and they even tried to like see what was wrong with my car and all that i guess they were more car savvy and mind you it was you know people questionable people questionable people um that was walking around not trying to you know stereotype but you know, just really looking hard at me like they didn't have the best intentions and stuff. And so just to have them there, it's just, you know, just every time something happens, like, you know, you, you can't, you know, prevent certain stuff from happening in life. Like, it's just life. But, you know, it's just good to, to know that you have spirits and stuff on your side that are looking out for you. Ooh, it's one, one, one. But yeah, <laughs> you have spirits and stuff on your side that's looking out for you in times of trouble or times of just inconvenience, basically. Yeah, my tires are back good and I'm good. I'm I'm just ready for the new year and new things. I got my peas soaking, y'all. My black eyed peas. That's that's something, you know, growing up as a little girl, that's something my mom always did. We had black eyed peas. Um, I'm also going to be having collard greens. So if you don't know, black eyed peas, they, you know, everything, everything has a spirit. So including like stuff growing from the earth. And so with black eyed peas, they have this energy of carrying good luck. So it's sad to believe that if you, you know, eat a spoonful of black eyed peas on the New Year's, you'll have good luck for that year. Um, if you eat collard greens in the new years or even just in general you'll bring in more money um so that's one of the things we just we had a lot of different <clears throat> excuse me we had a lot of different traditions growing up like my mom she would get like a man to like walk through the house on new year's like walk through the whole house my mom will always make us clean the house and you would have to clean the house before new year's uh we had to wash all the clothes before new year's you never want to wash clothes on the day of actual like the new year because it's like bad luck and stuff you're washing away your luck so we did all that kind of stuff we did all all those type of little traditions and it's like i'm not home like this is my first year like staying because i'm not traveling um for new year's but this is like really my first time being where i live and spending new year's here so um i am following suit with some of the traditions and stuff um but it's gonna be it's gonna feel different and stuff i don't even know if i mention it but i can't even drink alcohol no more um and i didn't realize like some people can like gain this alcohol intolerance <laughs> in the future so it's like i'm not drinking on new year's um and so i really just be doing some of the traditions and just bringing in the new year's you know speaking of new year's you guys um going into the years don't overpressure yourself 
we're trying to think of a bunch of things to do because I know a lot of the times when it's like the new year's we're thinking about like I want this to happen this to happen this to happen mind you you know you can manifest stuff throughout all the year you don't have to sit down in one setting and just write out everything or just put a lot of pressure on yourself or not even more so manifesting but like just having all these resolutions about new year's resolu resolutions about what you want to do uh what I will say which is a good thing to do um is this is more more so reflect on the year that has passed instead of trying to do this 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 and that and pressuring yourself reflect on it what it is that you actually learn I think there's lessons that you can learn in each year and so you kind of just want to reflect on all of the stuff that you've learned and see how you're going to bring that into the new year because if you're just going through stuff and not actually reflecting on some of the stuff you don't know how you're going to approach different things that can come up next year. You, you're kind of like on autopilot. So it's good to reflect. And that's that's exactly what I'm definitely going to be doing um, after I get off work uh, today. I'm just going to be reflecting on some of the things that I've learned. And of course, I do my shadow work throughout the year. So I know some of the things that I've been going through and learn from and stuff like that. But I definitely just want to have like an overall grand reflection on everything just so I can know what I'm getting myself into. And not only that, reflecting on some of the lessons you learned, but also reflect on some of the things that you've achieved in this year. Like, I know for me, self-love, and I know I mentioned this before, self-love was big for me. And I could still, you know, work on my self-love. Like, there's, there's never not enough roots to not work on your self-love. But I've come a long way with that. Loving myself, having more respect for myself, having uh, in a way like I know how I want to be treated and how people are going to treat me. Um, also, believing more in myself, believing more in what I do, believing more in my purpose in life, learning how to just get over certain anxieties that I may have had in the past. Like, I've honestly learned a lot, like building up myself. I've learned so much. I've achieved so much to myself like I've achieved so much in this year and it you know it makes me proud and I can't wait to just work on more stuff next year so y'all let's get into the topic that I want to talk about today so today I'm going to be talking about karmic debt so if you don't know about now which you probably do you guys but the purpose of life is to like basically the purpose of life is to be more aware consciously be more evolved, you know, having our soul evolve, which is why we go through several lives, like in this, in our lifetimes or whatever, or just in our incarnations and stuff. We're just going through like all of these lives. And basically the purpose of it is to evolve. And so once we evolve to where we need to be in life, we won't have to incarnate on any planet anymore. But because we have all of these, you know, different lives and stuff, our soul is like uniting with this body and the body is not perfect. It's far from perfect. Um, and because of that, it, you know, it kind of, it kind of plays off on our actions and our thoughts and stuff like that. And so because of that, and because we have so many lives, it's like you, you're going to go through these lives and you're definitely going to make mistakes. You're definitely going to say things you shouldn't. You're definitely going to treat people um a way that you shouldn't especially in your more earlier lives and it's like the more you go on 
through these different incarnations, you grow as a person, you know how to treat people, you know how you should act, you know what acts of service you should be doing and just how to hold yourself accountable, how to love yourself, how to love others. Like you become more aware, but in the process, you're going to make a lot of mistakes, which is why you build up these karma points and you build up like these you know, these bad patterns that kind of hinder or keep you stagnant in your spiritual growth. And when that happens, you basically have a karmic debt, which has to be paid off. And so I just want to break down the word karmic debt and first start with like karmic. So karmic has to deal with karma. And basically, just to keep it short, karma is basically the type of energy someone puts out. It's the type of actions people put out, whether it's good, whether it's bad. That's karma is basically the type of energy that is being put out by somebody. But when we think of debt, um, debt is like something of substance that is old, something that is unbalanced. So if we're talking about debt in this sense, we're talking about having certain type of energy that is basically unbalanced and so when we have the word karmic debt it's basically balancing out your actions balancing out the type of energy that you put out there in a different life so basically you had a past life you guys where you probably messed up and now you're incarnate into a life with the intent of balancing it out you know it, you know, you can usually tell if you have a karmic debt, which I will get into how you can figure out if you have a karmic debt. It's very, very simple. But, um, you know, you can kind of figure it out. Like, if you ever just been going through life and you just be like, why me? Like, just stuff just keep happening. You're like, why me? And that's not to, like, you know, deflect from the fact that, you know, life in general, like, incarnating into life in general is challenging for the most part. Like, karmic debt or not. It's challenging, period. Okay, life is challenging. But I mean, with a karmic day, it's like nothing is ever seeming to go right. Or it's just like you just can't get right in life. Like, And you're you're very confused to all that. And you're like, mm, what is actually going on? It seems like nothing ever gets better, better in life. And a lot of the times when people like get to a certain point in their spiritual journey and they actually come across like numerology which this video is solely on like karmic debt but i do want to get into other topics of numerology but they might get into the point of numerology and then they find out like hey i got a karmic debt and they're just like it makes so much more sense now it makes so much more sense so when it comes to karmic debt um i do want to make a little side note karmic lessons are different there there is a thing as karmic lessons um you can find this through your name you can also find this um through even your astrology's sun sign because astrology and numerology do go hand in hand which is a different video but they do go hand in hand um, and just looking through your chart to see what lessons you may have, but it doesn't weigh have like weigh a lot like it's karmic debt. Like karmic debt is something you really got to um, pay off, you guys. So the four karmic debt numbers is 13, 14, 16, and 19. Um, and so if you want to find out if you have a karmic debt, so say that you were born on February 13, you guys. You basically have a karmic debt of 13. Or if you're born on February 14th, you have a karmic debt of 14. So it, it's kind of like that. If you have the actual 13, 14, 16, and 19 in your actual date of birth, 
then you have a karmic debt. You can also get the karmic debt by breaking down your birthday, like breaking down the year. Like say if your birthday is in March, so that'd be, you would break down three plus if it was um on the 15th, you would break down the 15th, 1992, you would break that down. And because with numerology, everything is broken down into a single digit. You always want to get a single digit. Um, before you get to the single digit, if you have a 13, 14, 16, 19, then you have a karmic debt. And I know that may sound confusing because obviously this is a podcast where it's not really much sort of, vi it's not really visual as much more auditory. And so I will say with that, if you're not really still sure on that, there are karmic debt calculators that can help you figure out if you have a karmic debt with that. Now, sometimes it's not solely shown in your birthday. Um, sometimes you do have to go through your birth chart to see if you have a karmic debt. And they do have certain websites, you guys, out there that can basically show you if you have a karmic debt through your birth chart. And I, that's why I think astrology and numerology is like just crazy and wild to me because your name and your birthday is like so significant that it can just tell you the the planets that are surrounded with your energy and the numbers that are surrounded with your energy and how it's all so perfect and just intellectual like the spirit world is like really really intellectual um the spirit world is just so advanced and intellectual that it's like crazy how accurate and how precise it is it's like we literally come into the universe at a certain time to have certain energies of the planets and certain energies of different numbers like that is wild to me that is why i'm just so infatuated with like numerology and astrology because i just think it's so interesting and it's and it's so interesting how accurate things are when you actually look into it. And also, I just want to mention, like, especially with celebrities, because you can actually look up, like, if you look up different celebrities, a lot of them have, like, a karmic debt. And that's one of the things, because it's like, when you have a karmic debt and you're actually able to pay it off or live more in your purpose of what you're supposed to do, the reward is bigger. So a lot of times when you look at, like, certain celebrities and stuff and you look back on their childhood or maybe some of the stuff that they've gone through um, in their childhood or adult life. Like they've been through a lot. Just and you see like it's because it's basically because of that karmic debt. A lot of celebrities do have a karmic debt of 13, which um, we'll get into later. But it's interesting to see how that correlates with like them having challenges and then you know, having success later on in life. So y'all, let's just get into the uh, four different karmic debts. So you can pause the video and see if you have a karmic debt. And even if you find out like, hey, I don't have a karmic debt, you know, it's still interesting to know like the different karmic debts and what goes along with it. Just going in order, the first karmic debt I want to talk about is the karmic debt 13. So you guys, in this life, you basically had a past life where there was little to no accountabilities for your actions. So whenever something goes wrong, you didn't really sit there and try to have a um say what what part you had in it. You was trying to think of ways to deflect. And oftentimes 
No, you would probably put that on other people so you wouldn't have to take accountability for your part in it. You might have been in a certain situation or, you know, a certain predicament, but instead of owning the part that you played in it, you had an excuse for it. Oh, if you have this debt, you guys, you were probably someone who was very lazy in this life. Um... And that can be in relations to anything, you guys. You are, you could be lazy at work. You could be lazy in your home life. You could just be lazy to yourself. And oftentimes, like even in general, like if you're a lazy person, oftentimes you are dependent on other people to pick up the slack that you just don't do. And so in this past life, like people were basically having to do majority majority of the work that you didn't do because you just didn't want to hold yourself responsible for your own responsibilities. You also could have had certain limitations in this life. Like we all have limitations in some way because of just different factors. And because you had certain limitations, you basically use that as an excuse to not succeed or do certain things in life. So that the limitations could be different things, okay? It could be money, you know, just how you were financially. Um, it could be education, living situation. I mean, just think of like all of the different types of limitations that we as humans have. Um, especially when you're a certain gender or you're a certain race, like the limitations even go further. And so it's like basically you were using whatever limitation it was to just as an excuse to not do more in life and not do what it was that you're supposed to do your purpose in life. You were also someone who complained a lot in life. Like you complain a lot about everything. You vented your frustrations to other people, um, which was mentally draining to the people that had to listen to it. You, um, you also complain a lot about how people were or the things that you did. Like nothing could ever be perfect to you. You complain a lot. Not only that but you were someone who was actually controlling as well who were able to manip manipulate the people around you and this is the thing with Carmen Zett as I'm going through this list of things you guys and as I go through the list of other things keep in mind a lot of these characteristics you may still have and we'll get into how to like work on these certain characteristics but a lot of these characteristics you may still have which is why you're still going through the debt and still having the challenges so not only was this person controlling, but they were very stubborn. Um, a lot of reasoning just really didn't make sense. Like you were just very controlling. So if you have a karmic debt of 13, you guys, something that you need to work on is basically not being lazy. Not being lazy when it comes to your responsibilities. Hold yourself accountable for your responsibilities. Be independent handle what you have to handle a lot of times in these situations especially just think back do you have anyone that's really like taking a lot of responsibility for yourself like are you I don't know if you're well into your 30s and you're still living with your parents not saying that living with your parents like I understand we all go through stuff but are you like still living with your parents because you just don't want to do what you have to do to just be at a different point in your life like is your parents still holding your hand through every little thing not even your parents but just family in general or just friends like is there people that are basically creating you you know in a sense in this life you need to work on holding yourself more accountable for your actions if you did something or said something and it causes something else to happen 
or it's noticed and stuff, you need to be able to be first, not be so prideful and just own what it is, own the things that you have been through. Oh, and be more open-minded. You need to work on being more open-minded to other people's beliefs and stuff, not seeing everything in black and white. You want to be more helping to others, not being selfish. Because remember, in a past life, a lot of people just were doing a lot for you and being selfless, but you were being selfish. Um, And you just, in this life, you want to have more for yourself. You want to make certain goals and try to achieve them because achieve them because in this life, you will see that you probably have had a lot of limitations or you'll probably try to do something or you'll try to get a job or you'll try to do this, whatever it is. And you'll realize like nothing is ever really working out. Like I can't really succeed in what I want to do. Work on that karmic debt by becoming less of all of these negative tendencies. And that's how things can start to get better in your life. Next karmic debt number is 14, you guys. So 14 breaks down to five because one plus four is five. And five has the energy of having to do with like adventure and, and escaping and stuff. So in this past life, you had a past life where basically you misused your freedom that you had. Um, in a past life, you struggled with really excessive type behaviors. And that can range from anything, anything that you're doing that you're overdoing. I even think I mentioned this in a past episode that anything that you do too much of is never good. And so in this life, you had a pattern of just doing a lot of things that were excessive. This can be anything, you guys, from drugs to alcohol to sex, um, overeating, like whatever habit that you were doing and a lot of this was to basically escape mind you five has to do with adventure and escaping and so basically there was no balance in your life there was no self-awareness you were basically just doing what you want to do without any self-awareness or any thought to how it could affect people your life was pretty much all over the place in this life you probably went to job to job because you didn't want to commit to one job or if something happened you probably were just quick to like okay bye i'm out of here uh you changed your geography a lot so you probably moved around a lot you were never really stable and you just did a lot of things out of fear a lot of times escaping and just being all over the place is really coming from a place of fear if you want to work on this debt and try to get rid of this debt and to have more you know success in life and all of that and reap the benefits of paying off this debt you need to make sure that you're being more grounded so when i'm talking grounded you want to be grounded financially you want to be grounded in your relationships that you have with others and even yourself make sure you're grounded i don't know you know if you're into meditating i will say that Working on your root chakra is a great way to start because the root chakra has to deal with you being grounded, you being stable in life and stuff. And so you want to meditate on your root chakra. You also want to have a more healthier life, okay? Because like I said, in a past life, you probably had, you know, different habits that were, you know, excessive. So in this life, you want to work on making sure that you're not indulging in like stuff like overeating or drinking. You want to make sure that you're not resorting to drugs to escape. And that can be even as simple as weed, you guys. Because I don't think a lot of people want to have that conversation. But there are people that escape through weed. And 
I'm not trying to get too deep into that. But yes, a lot of people don't think weed. A lot of people, they think weed is something that is innocent. And in a sense, it is innocent because weed has a lot of benefits, um, especially health wise. But people sometimes abuse weed as a way to escape. I'm talking about people who do weed like literally all day, like literally, literally throughout all their day, every single day. Like you're escaping from something. It's not more so of, you know, you just doing it to reap some of the benefits of it. You're doing it because you don't want to face reality. But yes, when I say resorting to drugs, that is also doing weed, you guys. And just plan out how you want to have a more healthier life. You also want to have some type of self-care routine for yourself because you want to make sure that you're disciplined. Um, and because really in your past life, there was no balance. Okay, make sure you're not running away from relationships or jobs over minor things. Learn how to face your fears. Basically, that's what it's all about. Learning how to face your fears. Learning about how to have those hard conversations and relationships so they can actually work out. Stop being afraid of what's to come. You know, every relationship is an experience. I always tell the people this. Every relationship is an experience. Even if the relationship doesn't work out, don't self-sabotage it. Don't just run away from it because you're scared or because something happened now you're triggered try to work through some of the things because a relationship you guys especially if you're running away from a relationship of the little stuff you know after a little argument or if the person is not really doing something um that's productive or whatever in a sense it's like you have to actually talk these things out and let me tell you something a person that's willing to to evolve and change more and work on the things in a positive way and try to grow because those are the people that's really for you but if it's the total opposite those are the people that you may want to step away from okay is this really knowing the difference okay a healthy relationship is a relationship that's not perfect but you're able to grow and change in a, a, a not healthy relationship is basically the total opposite. So you need to know the difference because if you're running away from growth and change with what could really be a good person because you're afraid, then that's on you. You need to experience the relationship, experience the good and experience the bad. I'm not saying stay in a toxic relationship, but if a relationship is able to grow you know, depending on the circumstances, you need to try and work that out and not always run from it. If you, you know, you can't really commit to a job, you need to learn how to have that balance with jobs. Like no job is perfect. You know, there's going to be things that happen in a job, especially with jobs. Sometimes things can be unexpected. Sometimes you have people at certain jobs where, you know, it can be a little hectic. And I'm not saying stay in a toxic environment. Nobody should stay in a toxic environment. But sometimes you running away from a certain job could be irrational, like just over the littlest stuff. You want to keep that in mind and have that balance. So now, you guys, I want to talk about the karmic debt number 16. Now, I can actually relate to this karmic debt number 16 um, because I actually have this karmic debt. And I want to say that the karmic debt 16 is actually one of the most challenging debts that you can get because just of the way that the debt goes about handing it to you because it has a lot to do with ego. 
um and stuff like that and so it's basically tearing you down bit by bit by bit it's trying to get rid of that nasty ego that you had in the past life and some of the tendencies that you may have in this life is so that's what really makes it so challenging when it comes to this kind of debt basically you had a past life where you misused love um, and oftentimes this could be in love triangles, but not necessarily. I think a lot of the times when people think of the misuse of love, they think of like an actual relationship with somebody and you cheated or you, you know, you played a part in a relationship with two people um, and just misused the whole love. Um, even though that could be the case, it also it also could be the misuse of love with some of the friends that you may have had, some of the family members, like you misuse love. So it's not always something like a sexual affair or something like that. It could be something else where love was involved. In your past life, you were someone who often looked down on others, um, just and that could be looked down on them for different things. But a lot of times, you know, you had a, you, you possess a certain knowledge because remember seven is seven. Most people who have um, seven as a life path number, especially seven has to deal with intellect. The energy of seven carries intellect. OK, also, it, it, that's one of the energies that it carries. It carries intellect. So in this life, you were intellectual, you had knowledge, you had some sort of knowledge on things or certain things. And because of that knowledge that you had, you were someone who just didn't look highly upon people who didn't have that knowledge. You looked down on other people who didn't have that knowledge or you just looked down on people in general. Um, in this life, you are alone a lot in life just because you just thought you were better than everyone else. Um, especially when it came to your intellect, you thought you were better. And so because of that, you really couldn't connect with other people. You were someone in a past life who was not really approachable. Okay. You walked around with a certain demeanor and because of this energy that you had, because when you're not approachable, you probably carry a certain type of energy, even, um, and people oftentimes go off on the energy. So if you had a certain type of demeanor, you weren't really approachable. Or if you acted a certain type of way or you said certain type of things, people didn't really want to come to you because they didn't know what to expect and they didn't want to deal with that type of energy. So for the most part, you were someone who is not really approachable because of how you may have may have came across to the person or how you was going to come across to a person um in this life you were someone who's very self-absorbed okay you were very private because of that too like very private to the point where it was extreme there was no balance okay you were very very private so though being self-absorbed and being extremely private go hand in hand um and that's just something you were you weren't allowing people to get into your business Okay, there was no balance. Of course, we should have balance on privacy and stuff. Like, not everybody should know everything. But at the same time, you have to let people in in some way. Like, you just have to. You have to share things with others. Because sharing is, is really the things that unite people and people can learn from. And just just to be more involved and united with people in general. Like, you want to make sure that you're not being too 
too private. And so now we want to talk about how you can work out having a karmic debt of 16. Mind you, like I said, 16 is really challenging. It's the most challenging out of all the debts because it's basically tearing down your ego. Okay. And so when you think of this, the karmic debt of 16, you're thinking of the tower card. If you're into tarot or if you ever seen the tarot card of the tire, the um that's basically what it is like so much stuff just be going on that you have no control over and so you probably were humiliated um in this current life you probably started different things and then it just fell apart okay you probably have financial issues or whatever because it is tearing down your ego and the reason it's tearing down your ego is because the number seven carries the energy of spirituality and so basically this debt wants to break you down so bad to the point where you have to seek something higher than yourself which is why a lot of people who have a karmic debt um of 16 because their purpose in life is to have a higher awareness to be more spiritual so if this is your day and you're seeing that you're being more spiritual you're on the right track so to work on this debt learn how not to be alone you guys meet new people have a more balanced social life be more emotionally connected to people and i know that can be hard especially in a past life it's just so used to being alone but you want to make sure that you're making friends, you're being more sociable, you know, you're connecting more with people in this world. You want to work on different toxic relationship patterns. You And you also want to make sure that not only you work on your toxic ways, but be more trusting when it comes to relationships. Because a lot of the times, if you have a karmic debt of 16, you're self-sabotaging a lot of your relationships because of you know because of the ego being destroyed and stuff so a lot of stuff doesn't really work out for you so just make sure you're being more trusting finding your higher purpose in life is really the most essential thing of course you want to do all of those stuff but finding your higher purpose in life um so this cycle of humiliation this cycle of destruction can stop so it can finally stop and i'm telling you like the reward for being more spiritual is definitely going to help you um so if that's learning about other religions learning about spirituality in general being more open-minded to different beliefs that is what's going to help clear up this karmic debt oh well, the last karmic debt you guys that i want to talk about is the karmic debt 19. if you have a karmic debt of 19 basically you had a past life where you had power over people and you abused it so the so 19 has to deal with the abuse of power so in this past life you could have been seen like a bully to other people okay you were a bully by the way that you talked to people, the way that you treated them. And you did these things. You bullied these people. You were aggressive with these people because you knew you had the power to do it. And not only did you have the power to do it, you know you could get away with it. And so that's where the abuse of power comes from, basically. Like, you're basically using your powers to treat people unkindly. You were also someone who's very manipulative in a past life, you guys. So you use your power to manipulate certain situations involving people that you had power over. Very, very manipulative. Um, and a lot of times when people have power and they misuse it, that does seem to be the case sometimes. Just because a simple fact of they know that they can do it. 
Okay, in this life, you could have been narcissistic. You may even be a little narcissistic now. You got to check that. But in a past life, you were probably narcissistic because you you basically you only cared about yourself. You were selfless. You didn't care about the needs of others. You also worried a lot about how you appeared, even if it wasn't a reality. You had like this false reality of what you actually were. But you also, you, you know, you were very like, what's the word? Very, um, I guess shallow in a sense, like you were just you just cared about yourself very egotistical um and you also didn't have a lot of self-confidence in yourself and you projected that out onto others because a lot of the times when it comes to people who misuse power and they they usually they don't really have a lot of self-confidence in themselves sometimes especially if they like just in a position that they probably shouldn't be in but they have all this power and misuse it they see the people around them that has confidence in what they do. They know how to do it. And a lot of times, the person that's misusing this power and don't really have self-confidence in themselves, they'll project that out onto the people who actually have confidence in themselves and who are actually doing what they are doing. That's right. You also were very, very stubborn in this life. So what you say goes and nobody could tell you that you were wrong basically so you guys things that need to be worked on in this life to heal this karmic debt is you want to be more considerate of others in their feelings okay you want to see how people are actually feeling and not make every situation about you you want to be very considerate of the things that people go through. You want to put yourself in other people's shoes because that's that's one thing especially if you have like these narcissistic you know things about yourself a lot of narcissistic people they don't care about anybody else but themselves so you want to be able to come outside of yourself and put yourself in a position where you're basically in that person's position and you want to be able to sympathize with them you also want to be more service and helpful to others take the initiative to see what people actually want okay do things for others without you know just take the initiative like if that helps someone financially, it don't always have to be, but if that's helping someone financially or if that's helping someone you see or if that's going to certain shelters or that's donating, be of service to others. Do something that's humanitarian in a sense, something that's going to make the world a better place in some sense. And also not just helping others, but you guys, you want to be open to people helping you. Okay, because like I said, in the past life, you were stubborn. So in this life, put your pride aside, be vulnerable and let people be open to helping you. And also be mindful of the leadership that you have upon people. Um, and just because and when I say leadership, that doesn't have anything to do with anything political or, you know, work based, because even if you had that type of political power, work-based power in the past. I'm talking about in this life, like with leadership, it, it doesn't always have to be in that case um, in this current life because we lead other people in different ways. You don't have to be in a position of power to actually, you know, have leadership, okay? Just being mindful of the things that you say and the things that you do because there's always someone who's watching you. And because of that, you're a leader by default like in general everybody's a leader by default there's always someone watching you there's always someone that can learn from you and when you do good and be a good person people are going to take note of that and it's going to influence them just overall just be more supportive be a humanitarian 
be of service to others. That's how you can work on this current debt. So now that I've gone over all the debts, I just want to say I think it's important to know if you do have a karmic debt because it can definitely help you in life with some of the challenges that you may be going through. Um, it's, it's so good to make sure you have a karmic debt because it can keep you more aligned with your purpose and why you even came to earth. Because basically, karmic debt is just patterns that you had and you just can't seem to get over. And the last thing that you want to do is just not pay off this debt or just go back to your old habits and having to go through these challenges again. Because that's the thing. When you come into different incarnations and you have a goal and you have things, especially if you have like a karmic debt that you're trying to work out and you don't work it out, you're just going to have to repeat it. So why go through all of that trouble to experience all this stuff and you're not going to work on trying to be a better person so you can pay off this debt it's just the cycle of life you guys like everybody is going to have a karmic debt in a carnation everybody at one point you know in one point in their spiritual journey you know are, is going to have a karmic debt in certain lifetimes because like i said we as humans we're not perfect and that's fine we're not perfect that's why we're here to grow and we're going to make mistakes and stuff and we're going to have debts but don't think that if you do have a karmic debt don't think like you're this horrible person and stuff you know you're going to be the bad guy in a life you know you're going to be the villain in a life that's just facts especially some of your earlier lives because you're trying to basically evolve from that so don't think of it. Everybody has a turn. You're going to be the good person in the life and you're probably going to be the bad person in the life. But you're also going to have the opportunity to balance out your actions. So, yeah, it's important to know if you have a debt or not. And not even just knowing if you have a debt. It's important to know if you have certain karmic lessons and what are those lessons that you need to work on. And like I said, karmic debt and karmic lessons are two different things. Karmic debt is the things that you just have to balance out, that you need to balance it out. It weighs a lot and it's going to weigh a lot on how your life goes in a reflection of your life. But karmic lessons is not, it's more so like if you don't work on it it's not necessarily like the end of the world but it is something that you you know you you said that you wanted to work on in this life um it, it's a karmic lesson they don't hold as much weight and they don't really be as detrimental as the karmic debt so you guys that is today's episode over karmic debt and so don't forget if you want to listen to the podcast it's on apple and spotify and other streaming services and you also can follow the Instagram page into the unapologetic. Now I will say that my personal um Instagram page is in the bio of the intuitively unapologetic and I want to say if cuz I don't know if this is the case but I do know some people um I know some people are sending me firm requests or whatever like that if you want to because I don't I'm very like mm, suspicious and stuff when people send me firm requests on my personal page because I just don't know people intentions sometimes so anyway just to make a long story short if your page you know looks suspicious or we don't have any mutual friends you can like inbox me and tell me that you know you heard my podcast um just so i won't be rude and decline a friend request you know because yeah long story short I don't want to get into all that but um yeah those are the ways that you can find the podcast 
Uh, like I said, I hope you guys have a really good New Year's and I'll talk to you guys later in the next episode.